Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Bushers Breakaway is brought to you by the one and only, the Rangers Forum, it, at Beer Authority on August 25th, featuring yours truly, Blue Shirts Breakaway, along with the Garden Faithful, and Bantering the Blue Shirts. Oh my goodness gracious, you should be there with bells on if you're in the New York City area. If you need more information, you can find it on Twitter from us. We post about it all the time, and we are 12 days away as I'm recording this. I hope to see all of you there. If not, we'll see what we can do about putting it on here later. No promises. Better show up. All right, guys. Let's get to the episode today. Uh, some Ranger talk. It's August. It's August 13th. There's some Ranger talk. Let me bring on Fitzy GSN or FitzGSN. I don't know what he prefers anymore or if he ever preferred Fitzy. I don't think he did. Uh, to talk uh, uh, so much about every single sport and we hit all these topics except the Rangers. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Um, and that's it. Let's get going. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Cap, on August 13th on 6.22 p.m. on a Monday. You there, us here, how you be? Greg, say hello. I don't have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so about that. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it's August 13th, like I just said, and you're listening to a New York Rangers podcast. Uh, I mean, I, we okay. kind of talked about oh, this what's this breaking, breaking news, Greg? The Rangers have a new mascot. It is a golden retriever. He's pretty dope. Yeah, Ra- pretty dope. Rangers is a good pup. Welcome to Good Pup Podcast, where we talk about good pups. Greg, what do you think about you, Ranger? I got to tell you, puppies puppies are great. The, the, every, why every team doesn't have a puppy? Greg, that was, I don't know. That was one of your hottest takes. Don't know if I can agree with you. Totally, because pup, puppies are fucking awesome. <laughs> every every team every summer should once things if as soon as a team goes on social media and starts to see the narrative turn about that team just bring in a puppy it'll distract people for at least two three weeks oh yeah you're like rangers have a puppy oh my god first of all great pr you're mm. everyone's retweeting your puppy in a rangers jersey yep. and then people who don't even like the rangers are retweeting the puppy in the rangers jersey because they like puppies so yep. then maybe you get some more ranger fans it's a great marketing scheme it, it's genius, and it's it's a little embarrassing that every sports team doesn't do this because adopt a puppy, then do what the Rangers are doing here and get it get it in the training service program. Tra- yeah, make it a service pup, and then after nine months, rinse and repeat, man. As soon as you when, when the Rangers trade Matt Zuccarello at this year's deadline, the next day they should have Ranger two. Exactly. Or like yeah, name, name it 
Name it Leech or and, something. And this is what I, I would really like, because they could do puppies every year, like you're saying, and each year can have an individual puppy. So, like, we'll look back and be like, yo, remember 2018 when we first got Ranger, the first Ranger pup? Well, now it's 2023, and we have Messier, and he's incredible. Look at the, this brown Labrador. Yeah, the day after Lundquist retires, just bring in a puppy and name him King, and everyone will be like, ah, it's great. Oh, my it's God, as as what that. a tribute to the, the best Ranger goalie of all time. I think we've cracked the matrix here. I think we're just ideas, guys. And this MSP, is why, call this, us up. You have our number. Yeah, they, they know us. Um, this is exactly why people come to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I look, nothing, nothing's happened in Rangerland, and I don't think anything's going to happen until we get to training camp at this point in time. So at this juncture of the offseason, only thing we can really do is talk about our own personal opinions. I got – we're up to number eight in the 25 under 25 series. I've gotten through eight. I have to write one through seven still. Not my fault. I uh, had a bachelor party this weekend. Yep. And then some guy named Donald Trump decided to pay a visit to Syracuse. So my hey, day was stick very to, busy in New York. Stick to sports. Actually, you I'm know, just telling you. That, I'm, that's I'm actually just you, a fact. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Yeah, we're not, we're not here to get political. I'm not saying just a fact. woo-hoo or boo-hoo. I'm saying the reason why you didn't get a one through seven today is because Donald fucking Trump showed up in New York. And I had to worry about that all day. Sup, y'all, is what he said when he got there. I don't uh, know what he said. I am the greatest. I don't, I don't know what he says. He probably said, well, I'm the greatest. He's really, you know, he's a confident guy. I respect that in him. Sad. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, have a chance to do something pretty cool last week. Yep. Got to uh, sit down with this guy named Adam Graves for lunch. Uh, Heard about him. Yep. Uh, former Ranger great, still with the Rangers organization. I, I'm not going to say too much about what happened and, uh, and what he spoke about because I don't want to uh, misspeak for him. But I will say some of my takeaways from Adam Graves. Adam is a absolute class act, and there's a lot of athletes I think you would meet, and you'd be like, I shouldn't meet my heroes because this guy is not what I expected him to be. Adam couldn't be more of a superhero in real life. He's incredibly well-spoken, he's brilliant, he's uh, warm, he's wholesome, he's interested in what you have to say. He Jeez. Like, uh, take him out to dinner first, I, I, I was. Well, that's why I had lunch with him. <laughs> I'm saying, take him out dinner for I tried to. Oh, shit. Um, I, I, I really am flattering uh, Adam here, but it was an incredible experience. I did get some insights into what he's thinking from the Rangers organization side of things that I, I, I kind of want to bring up here. He, and none of these are, you know, this is none of his words. I'm just taking things away. He asked the, the table I was sitting at, like, would you, would you have wanted to trade for Carlson if you were the Rangers? And uh, the table in general said, as you'd imagine, they were like, actually, maybe not as you'd imagine. Everyone was pretty much on the same page and said, no, this is not the way, the direction we'd want to go as, as, as a team. And Adam kind of reaffirmed like that, that was like never happening. It's not like what he said, but he was like, yeah, that's, that's not the direction we're like kind of going in right now. I'm paraphrasing and I don't want to put words in Adam's mouth, but it, it was a nice takeaway to be like, hmm. The, the Rangers are seriously in on this, and and Adam, who's one of the people that d- didn't have a hand at the table for you know who they're picking for the prospects, that was the the prospect development, and also uh, of course Gorton, but definitely had some input and was there for the process itself, and and he had you could tell they're ready for the long haul here, and they're looking to build through the draft, and that's what made me feel kind of weird about Panarin because I what's his name? Oh my god, did I just mess that up? Yeah, it really did. Artemi? Artemi. Artemi. Yep. Panarin. Did I say Panarin? You, you did. Oh, boy. All right. What the fuck is your problem? I don't know. My brain just farts. It's, like, really gassy. It eats all these beans, and it just, like, I, I, 
or whatever. Um, Maybe stop eating beans, bro. Beans are they're they're like an essential part of burritos. Not if you don't get beans on their burrito. Are you you're that guy? You don't do beans or burrito, right? I don't do beans on I don't do beans on anything. That's unbelievable. Why uh, would I want beans? <laughs> they're like they're never mind. Um, no, let's... tell me, tell me, mother, tell me. <laughs> I was about to call you a really mean term. I, I, I decided to lay off. Okay. It's too early in the podcast. I, I appreciate that. And we're, you know, we're dear good friends. Beans are, are not, they're like a meat compliment. They are a nice filler to the burrito. They, no. they play with the rice very, like they, they are doing long passes on breakaways to rice. Easy. Mm, Be, no. Beans are really doing that. They're doing a lot of heavy lifting in that burrito. Like they keep, they're a big part of where you keep the guaca, guacamole and sour. The the guacamole, not not that you eat that. Sorry. Nope. I don't. Uh, it 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 keeps those two substances kind of like intact instead of like falling all over the place. They're kind of attached to the beans, and it's important no. to the structure of the burrito. This is the most ridiculous thing you've ever said on this podcast. It is not. I've said way worse. I have eaten dozens, if not hundreds, of burritos in my life. Never, never with beans, and my burritos have been eaten in pristine fashion. I haven't needed scotch tape in my burrito to make it great. I just think it's a, it's a nice, hold-all-together flavor adder for the burrito. No, you couldn't be more wrong. Okay, all right. Whatever. What I, asked, I, I asked about Atemi Panarin. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, and uh, he was something that – there was another player he kind of, like, brushed off. But, you know, what if, what if he did want to come to the Rangers? And we talked about, you know, the $10 million, if that was something that the Rangers would be interested. It's not like he said no, and it's not like he said yes, but – his reaction was like, I, I really kind of got the feeling that they were really doing this through the draft and that's it. Now, if, if Panarin wants to come to the Rangers, he'll be a Ranger. That's just the way it's going to happen. Uh, unless this organization really is steadfast for going through the draft. That's fine. They're going to need more draft picks if they want to go through the draft. Yes, and I believe that will be trading Zuccarello like, like we've talked about. Ha- yeah, and Ace. Oh, yeah, they're both gone. Uh, but the Adam Graves, if you ever get the chance to meet him, one of the nicest guys ever. Did I ask him if he wanted to be on the podcast? Yes, I did. I emailed the appropriate outlets, and I've got the sweet sound of summer nights in crickets, so I will be working on that again this week. That's where we are with that. I heard that. <laughs> this, That's nothing to add. I was uh, not there. I know. I'm aware. Um, it was a uh, grand old time. I was thinking about this team, though, a little bit today. Okay. And the more I think about it, I'm, I'm, as you know, riding the Brendan Smith redemption trade. Oh, my goodness. I am on the Kevin Shattenkirk here to prove something train. Here to prove he wasn't a fluke last year, had the injury. Is is trying to prove he's a better player than what he's shown. The Brady Shea trying to live up to his contract. So right now, you see, I already have three motivated guys on this defense. Then I have Mark Stahl. Okay, sure. Then, then Pionk is sitting there wanting to earn his playing time and become a part of this Rangers organization. And then whoever number six spot is, I'm not really sure. But I think we have a talented group of forwards that mm-hmm. will be playing very hard this year, not like last year. And I, I just, the more I think about it, the more I don't think this team really is that terrible and could possibly, remember it's August and I'm crazy and I'm delirious, could possibly make a playoff push for the last spot. <laughs> I'm not, even gonna, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Your, your silence is deafening. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. It, this is how I know it's middle of August. Because I, we're talking ourselves into the same pieces that we've been looking at for months. And all summer long, we've been saying, 
a lot of things have to go right for this team to even be competitive. And you're asking for a lot of things to go right. You're basically asking for Kevin Shattenkirk to, at the age of 28, 29 years old, morph into a first-pairing defender. Uh, and not, okay, let me rephrase that. Last year, Kevin Shattenkirk should have been used on the first pair because his partner was Ryan McDonough. You're now asking Kevin Shattenkirk to become Ryan McDonough. That's the difference. Shattenkirk is a great complementary first-pairing defenseman. He is not the guy you build your first-pair D-line with. And that's what you're asking him to be. That's step one. I'm not done. Okay. Step two is you're asking Brandon Smith to be an NHL player. That's, that's not as high of a mountain to climb. Uh, but at the same time, you're, you're asking him to rediscover his game in his late 20s as well. Again, of all the things you just mentioned, that's probably the second least unrealistic. The least unrealistic is you asking Brady Shea to have a rebound in his game, which I think is both expected and would be a shocking disappointment if he doesn't, given that he's playing under a new coach in a new system and should be playing with a competent defensive partner all season long, something he did not get to do all of last year. And finally... You, you named really just three defenders. Neil Pionk, you're asking a lot of him in his first full season. You're asking Mark Stahl to not be Mark Stahl. That's that's a tall task. I'm asking Mark Stahl to be a third-line defenseman and just do his, do his best. I got to tell you, I don't think Mark Stahl is that at this point in his career. I, I, and I, the guy you forgot is Anthony D'Angelo. And I, 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 I have... Uh, I, I, you know what? I don't think I, I'm going to say I have high expectations for him. I think the expectations for him are high. And that is a very different phrase in the terms of, I think D'Angelo is playing for his NHL career this year. If he doesn't, if he doesn't put it together this year, I don't know if there's going to be a team that will take a risk on him, given all of the off the ice issues that he's already encountered in his young career. If he can't put it together on the ice, People are going to stop overlooking the fact that he's done a lot of questionable things in his past. So if he completely flames out this year, that's rough for the Rangers, but it's going to be even harder for Tony D'Angelo. Let me tell you that. I, you're just asking a lot. Of this I, I am asking a lot. It's August 13th. I want hockey back. We're in like the deadest sports period time of all year. There's nothing going on. Baseball is like pretty much figured out. Uh, for the at the most part, the Yankees are probably fighting for the wild card and, and probably going to lose the Athletics. That's going to be dope. We're waiting for football to start. Preseason is like you know, it's whatever. Hockey is way too far out, and the NBA is all it's uh, it's eleven month year sport, but all that nonsense has finally calmed down, and there's nothing going on. So what am I? And esports even are I, I have nothing to do. So I'm really like I'm just digging for something to like. Chief, that, you know, you know, the Premier League kicked off this weekend, right? So yeah, I I heard because I I'm on Twitter, and you know, a lot of you are, are big 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 guys for the Premier League. So am I just am I just going to jump on Southampton? I don't want your pity vote. Find your own team, motherfucker. I mean, we're going to see them. Cool. We're also going to see Arsenal. It gives you two teams to see. Well, Arsenal isn't Arsenal like really good? Yes, you are do. They? You do know. Don't lie to me. You definitely Arsenal? know. Arsenal is the team every year that has expectations to win the league title. And then by midseason, they become really content with just finishing in the top four. And then by then, they've become so content with just finishing in the top four that now they're a threat to not even finish in the top four. Oh, Arsenal sounds like a perfect team for me. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan. There you go. But I'll be sitting you're, with the Southampton fans. That's not, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll you'll get killed, and I'll laugh uh, a lot when that happens. But our buddy Aaron Polkair is also an Arsenal fan. He'll be at the game with us. Okay. So he won't be well, I'll just root for Southampton. That sounds fun. That's fine. We're, uh, we we drew nil-nil against Burnley on Sunday. A, a great game. It actually was. It, it should have been three to two. It was some really nice work by both goalies. Okay, I have, so it was, it maybe was, I'll try and fill my life for Premier League for three weeks. Yeah, it, look, it's there for you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, is every it, weekend. Is it really that much? Yeah, they put a game on Friday, huh. then they have most of the games on Saturday, then a handful of games on Sunday, and then every week they have one game that they roll over to Monday afternoon. Uh, that sounds actually pretty nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Speaking, speaking of TV schedules in the Premier League and NBCSN, that's the other bit of hockey news that came out today. Oh, yes. Wednesday night rivalry is dead. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't see the problem with that. I just don't understand people who get angry that their team isn't featured on national television broadcasts. Who cares? Who, as a I, Ranger fan, Ryan, how many times have you sat down to watch Penguins Bruins on a Wednesday night? Zero. How many times have you sat down to watch Blackhawks Flyers on a Wednesday night? Maybe once. How many times have you sat down to watch Lightning Jets on a Wednesday oh, night? Never. How many times you sat down or stayed up to watch Kings Sharks is it the, on a Wednesday night? Is it the playoffs? Because I'm not staying up otherwise. Are you even staying up for the playoffs? I do stay up for the playoffs because I like the seven overtime games. I do not understand fans who are saying to themselves, oh, why didn't we get more nationally televised broadcast games? Who cares? You know what's better than a nationally televised game? A game on the network that covers my team because they know more. They're talking about a vastly different storyline. It's usually a more intricate storyline than the national broadcast talks about. They know how your team have done in the last, not just the last game, but the last week's worth of games, the last two weeks worth of games, the last month worth of games. You're following players that you know going into the game are more important than a national broadcaster would. For example, if the Rangers are playing in December and Henrik Lundqvist is on a tear, the Ranger broadcast will likely still be talking about, is this team going to trade Matt Zuccarello before the deadline because they're still in the rebuild, whereas the national broadcast will just be gushing about Henrik Lundqvist yeah, that's and how the it. rebuild is ahead of schedule. Yeah, you're going to get the real shit with Sam Rosen. And I'm always upset on Sunday games when Sam Rosen's doing the Bears. I will, I will say the one thing that I've found interesting is, for whatever reason, it, it feels like Joe Micheletti loosens the tie a little bit on national broadcasts. Like when he's uh, when he's doing an MSG broadcast, he for whatever reason seems a little bit more reserved. Whereas when he's doing a Ranger game on a nationally broadcasted station, it does feel like he he rolls the collars, uh, rolls the sleeves up a little bit. I think that's just the MSG culture, right? Could be, could be, and at the same time, it could be the mindset that who wants, unless you're a Met fan, who wants to tune in to your team's broadcast and have your broadcaster shit on your guys? I hate Michael K. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's they, the fucking worst. I can't. I, I like David Cohen a lot. I really do. I love Paul. Paul O'Neill and David Cohen are great. I love both of them. And of course... Find a, find a guy that works with them. I really, I really love both of them. They're, they they watch the game in a smart way. They talk about it in a smart way. And then I have Michael K right there. And I hate his home run call. I hate his analysis. I hate his radio show. I, I just can't watch. It's so hard. This I like to watch it on mute. And people who have been listening to this podcast for a very long time know that I am a very big Med fan. This is, not, this is not a ridiculous 
met Homer comment for me to make. Michael K just sucks. I wish the Yankees broadcast was more entertaining. I would watch more Yankee games. I think you're you're not really alone in that. I think there's a lot of Yankee I, I don't, fans. I don't think I am. I, it's just when I say it, people are like, ah, oh, you're just saying that because you're a Met fan. No, man. I want your broadcast to be more entertaining. It, I would watch it. The, this, I'm not breaking news by saying the Yankees are a more wildly entertaining team than the team batting fucking Austin Jackson third no. every fucking day. Yeah, that's All insane, right? by the way. Not breaking fucking news here. Please, allow me to watch a Yankee game. But the only way that's going to happen is if Michael K shuts the fuck up. That's the only way it's going to happen. Don't even – you know what? Do be, Become the first team that doesn't even have a traditional play-by-play man in the booth. Just sit David Cohn and Paul O'Neill down and let them go. Uh, yeah. Let them go. By the way, that's two baseball greats who know exactly what they're talking about or experienced vets in the booth. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. And you don't need a third guy in there being like, well, that's a ball. Well, that's a strike. Well, there's a ground ball. No! I Cohn will, and O'Neill will uh, be fine. I will say, now that we're on the topic, I do like John Sterling. <laughs> I know he's an absolute – No, no, but – the difference between John Sterling and Michael Kay is John Sterling is clearly doing a bit. He's been doing a bit for a very long time, and you either love it or you hate it, and there is no middle ground. That's but correct. he's doing a bit. Michael Kay is not – if Michael Kay is doing a bit, he's doing it terribly and a lot worse than how John Sterling is doing it. I'm fine with Yankee fans who say they love John Sterling. I wish he wasn't in the booth with Susan Waldman, but I'm fine with Yankee John! fans saying – it's Roger. George hey, Rod, you're out here tonight, and you said to yourself, I'm going to hit that ball. How'd you do it? <laughs> she just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I love that. Song. I can't, I'm a big fan. I cannot, I don't <laughs> want to. Anyway, before we got on this baseball rant about broadcasting, yeah, I get um, why people want their team on a little bit because they want the recognition. They want to say, Why aren't people caring about my team? For I don't, I don't even, I don't even get that. Yeah, I don't stay up at night wondering what Minnesota Wild fans think of the New York Rangers. You know what did bug me a lot? And this isn't NHL related at all. Um, the NBA schedule came out for Christmas Day, which I think is – that's when the NBA really starts is Christmas Day. Okay. A- and uh, Toronto and the Spurs are not facing each other on Christmas Day, and that's absolutely ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. You have a nat- I just don't know, what, I don't know what time slot you put that in. You're not going to put that time slot in at noon. You don't want your a good game playing at noon because you want – your four great teams playing in the primetime slots. Well, which you, get, you, get, you, get, you get the Lakers, you get Golden State, which everyone will watch. Everybody. Yeah, and then you also get Celtic Sixers. And you're going to tell me people aren't going to watch Celtic Sixers? No, people are going to love Celtic Sixers. People will watch the noon game because it involves the Knicks, and that always gets an audience. And I, no one's going to watch Blazers Jazz because it's at 10 o'clock on Christmas Day. Yeah. Right. So what? at what time slot were you going to put in? If you put in Spurs-Raptors, you're either taking out Lakers, Cavs, you're definitely you're not taking doing out that. Sixers, not, Celtics. Lakers, Cavs. Uh, you mean uh, Golden State Lakers, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lake, yeah, Cavs West and the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cavs West. Yep. Well, that's going to be a slaughter anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't get why fans get pissy about their team being on nationally TV schedules. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know a fan. I don't. Mm, I know some fans mm. who don't like. Obviously, they're home broadcasters. I just I don't know a fan who would prefer a nationally shown game than a game just on your own regional network. And I also don't understand fans who say, "Well, this is my only opportunity to watch the Rangers." In what world is this your only opportunity to watch the Rangers? Yeah, son? it's not, not two thousand five. You like, can... it's not it's not even nineteen sixty five. Like, yeah, no, it's not actually. You have you have so many options that don't involve traditional television packages to watch the Rangers on a nightly basis. Yeah, there's a way. And you know what? 
there are some really good free ones. Oh, uh, yeah. I will send you links if you want them. Yeah, don't ask us because we're not supposed to share them. It's like the rules. But they're there. They're really, and I'm saying really, not hard to find. Not hard to find. In fact, readily available it, is the... And I, I have cable, and I will watch the free stream. You have to go out of your way to find the link for your legally watching pleasure than you do to just click on one that is just sitting right in front of you. It's really there. It's blatant. And who, honestly, who wants to listen to Pierre Maguire and Mike Milbury say whatever the fuck it is they're saying? Uh, nobody. I love I, Doc Henry. I do lie, but say I love Doc. Doc, to me, is on the Mount Rushmore of if this guy is calling a sporting event, I'm, I'm probably just tuning in for him. Yep, love Doc. Um, up on that list is Vern Lundquist, either doing football or golf. I love Vern. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I just love Gary Cohen. Whatever he does, I will watch it. And he does other things besides the Mets. Seton Hall basketball. I love Tune Al, in. I love Al Michaels. I really do. Al Michaels on that list for sure. It's Mike Tirico can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm not a Tirico guy, but I get it. I, I like Tirico. Uh, there are uh, Gus Johnson, the Whoa, original. Gus Johnson's a god. Yeah, the god. The problem is any of those guys that we just listed, as great as they are. If you put just a flaming hot bag of air next to him, it's going to be less enjoyable. And if I have to sit in the studio and listen to Keith Jones and Mike Milbury talk about someone not playing old school tough hockey, really working the body and the boards to create scoring opportunities in front of the net, I'm I'm out. I don't want to listen. This I don't is, care. This has been uh, this has been sports media with Blue Shirts Breakaway. Yeah, we well, know we're crushing it. Yeah, I just I and then Pierre Maguire. I don't give a fuck how many. <laughs> How many hours a mother was in labor to give birth to Connor McDavid, who's from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, played in WHL with the likes of, you know, Brady Kachuk and all the Kachuks. Every single Kachuk to ever live. Connor <laughs> McDavid is playing with Every Kachuk. <laughs> I, I, just, I, don't, I don't give a fuck, Pierre. Yeah, no, I know. Shut up, man. Literally let anyone else do that shit. Anyone but you and Milbury. It's terrible. I don't I don't want to listen to the Rangers on an NBC game because I don't want those guys talking about the Rangers. It's just going to make me angry. No, if just, the Rangers were never on an NBC channel this year. I'd be fine. I'd be great. John Giannone on weekends, Sam Rosen most of the time saying whatever the fuck Sam yeah, Rosen John's, wants to say. John's great too. I have a lot of respect Mick, for John. Mick Micheletti is fantastic. You got Valley in the studio with Al Troutwick and Bill Pito. I don't fucking need to be on NBC. The Rangers and have I a good do staff. Not understand, I do not understand fan bases that have this need to be on NBC just for the recognition. We are blessed. Cares, we are I'm absolutely not, blessed with Sam Rosen. I am not tuning in to see what the Columbus Blue Jackets are doing on a Wednesday night because I don't care. Yeah. I will find out. I will go to the channels I need to go to to talk to the people I need to talk to to get an understanding of how that team's playing. If the Blue Jackets are playing the Predators on a Wednesday night, am I more likely to watch that game? No, there's so much shit on television. I am probably not watching hockey unless it's the Rangers. Unless something crazy happened in the game. And then you know what I'm doing? Watching the highlights. Watch or the I'm gift. watching the condensed version the next day. Yeah. Uh, I have my list of things to watch is like 28 titles long, and I'll never oh, watch man. any of them. I have no, I'm like, there's no I, way. I love the challenge. I'm like two seasons behind because I just can't keep up. I only watch two shows. I really don't have time for anything else. And that's just Fargo and BoJack Horseman. That's it. There is no show I watch. Well, and, and Game of Thrones. TV my now. bad. Game of Thrones. I watch that. Oh, Game of Thrones is the one show I watch in its time slot. I I don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine in its time slot. 
last week tonight. I don't watch its time slot. Um, yeah, I can't uh, actually um, think of a show other than the Rangers I watch live. Thrones. That's it. That's Thrones it. is the only one. That's that's it. And then we got eight, we got eight of those left. And then after that, I I don't I can't think of another one that would happen with. Yeah, I don't even know if I would do it for the origin stories that'll come out of Game of Thrones. I won't. Stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely won't. I mean, I'll watch them, but yeah. might be two days after the yeah, fact. Yeah, watch them Monday morning, waking up. Yeah, same thing. Uh, one yeah. more thing about the Adam Graves thing. Uh, oh, my God. How did we get back here? It's my, it's my last thing. I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm uh, he, he said, how many times do you think we practiced the power play in 94? Um, is it going to be insanely low? Yep. I don't know. Three? Zero. And I thought yeah. that was pretty fascinating. There's your little tidbit. Okay. Game's changed, man. I'm done now. Yeah. I was like, zero? He was like, yeah, we're the best power play in the league. I was like, well, Brian Leach will do that. Yeah. Players also used to smoke during intermissions in hockey games. Yep. So I guess things have changed. People have conditioning now. Yeah. Imagine that. All right. Let's get to our interview. We have Fitzy GSN coming on. Does he like Fitzy or Fitz? I don't know. Ah, fuck it. Brandon Fitzpatrick. Brandon Fitzpatrick. Well, full name. Wow, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Fitzpatrick. Uh, coming on next to talk about the uh, not really the Rangers forum, but we're just going to bullshit a little bit, and then we'll come back to some nonsense. One singular five-star question for the week, and we'll get out of here. All right, here we go. Transition. We're back with our first guest of the day. We have our good, dear friend, recurring guest, uh, Fitz from Gotham Sports Network. What's up, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me back on. I uh, always appreciate talking to you fellas. Dude, can't wait to talk all the Rangers with you. Let's get into it on August 25th. All right, now that that's <laughs> over with. I just want to hit, hit bullet points for people to uh, get angry about before we get to the forum. Ready? Let's get it. You're hard on the Panarin to the Rangers bandwagon. Correct. You want to trade for Panarin before the deadline. I would not be opposed to it. Yes, I would say I, I, it would be cool if they did. I think they should. Car- Carlson, where do you where are you leaning on Eric Carlson at this point in time? Uh, out, no, not really interested. Are you a fan of what the Rangers did at the draft, or do you have uh, thoughts? Um, I'm not really enough of a prospect guy to give valid. Fitz, do you have thoughts? <laughs> uh, just to just to, I mean, I like what I've seen from like the two or three prospects I've watched. That's all I'll say. I. Uh, other than that, they've made some choices, and um, <laughs> I guess we're going to see how those choices pan out. Wow! Without without out. naming without naming names, is there a move you wanted the Rangers to make this offseason that they didn't? And is there a move you you're disappointed in the Rangers making that they shouldn't have? Um, probably only Cody McLeod, just because he's Cody McLeod. Like how, like how I said, we're not naming names, and you immediately name a name. That's really good. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're, oh, yeah. I, Do you I, have I thoughts? My head. Do I have thoughts? Do I have yeah, thoughts? Schmody McMahon. Got it. I don't know who that guy is. Um, I, think, I think he runs my Schmodermobile company. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. Nice throwback. I don't have like any any like beef with what the Rangers did this offseason. I'll, I'll say that. What is your one-line hottest hot take on the Rangers right now that you are prepared to argue about on the 25th? Nothing, because I'm not going there to argue. How dare you ever Whoa! suggest that? <laughs> That's an incredible... First of all, Greg, I was sitting here with my hands over my mouth. I was like, he's going to get him. He's going to say... He's gonna <laughs> get him. you? He's going to get him to say he's going to argue. And then Fitz, is, in classic Fitz fashion, he didn't fall for the trap. Is there... Okay, let me rephrase. You'll never get me. Let me rephrase for uh, those who are new to the program. What is your hottest of hot Ranger takes... 
that you are prepared to put out into the world for other people the to ether. There we go. Yeah, I like that much better. Um, it involves Jimmy VC, and and I'll leave. You want me to just leave it at that? Yeah. You want me to, oh, that's yeah. called the, yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. Called the tease, folks. Yeah, folks. Let's, let's leave that carrot dangling for peeps. <laughs> I like it. Uh, now, I do have stuff we need to talk about. Let's get it. Let's Ooh, go after it. Yeah, so if, the... wait, wait, before you even get into that, if you're expecting more Rangers talk, that's it. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's August 13th. I mean, come on now. Yeah, There's nothing going on. Last time I checked, not, 12, not the 25th. 12 days, guys. 12 days. Uh, Fitz, first of all, before we even get into movie villains, you, I'm just going to say I'm just going to straight up say it. You can't use your age as the reason why you haven't seen Die Hard. Absolutely can. No, you can't. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely You've had can. 23 years worth of opportunities to see that movie. That's what your age means. Well, what, how old were you, Greg, when you saw Die Hard? No, Greg was the like a little like Yeah, I was under the age of 15. Yes. Okay. All right, that's fair. Well, my parents never showed it to me, so I blame them then. Wow, parents brag about I'm it. I'm sorry you didn't have parents that loved you, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you on so that So you had two. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't play me in that corner, all right? That's just it. <laughs> um, I, I, it's just you bring up – Who's who's the best movie villain today on on Twitter? And it's it's hard to have this debate with you when you haven't seen a top three guy. And Hans Gruber is a top three guy. No, I've I've only heard great things. I, I'm not, I'm not like bad. I'm not like going where I bash old hockey player or like old hockey eras or anything like that. Right now, I just I genuinely haven't seen it. But every from everything I've heard, it's a great it's I'm, a great flick. I'm only here to talk about the real villain, capitalism. <laughs> what happened? Well, I, I literally I, I went into the I was at the gym and I went into the like to shower to leave and i came back out and all of a sudden i just see tweets in my mentions about capitalism oh well, like, yeah how the, you're talking how the about hell do we great, get to capitalism from teddy kgb great movie villains and you're talking about the blood diamond capitalism the really all, all the all the films the real villain is capitalism i think you're really missing the point here i i do want to get into your thoughts on teddy kgb because i will i will die on this hill i don't think he's a movie villain okay I, for, I, for people who don't know i think it's good to explain who teddy kgb is sure sure I Are you going watching? Uh, you no, should have I, seen Round. You talk about a movie. You I, should have seen. Okay. You should have seen so Rounders. I, I saw you guys talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, well, they're probably going to talk about this in the podcast tonight." So I watched the best of Teddy KGB highlights on YouTube, and then I watched some other Rounders clips. But I have not seen the movie. Um, it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. So I, I, it's easily accessible. It's it's a very good movie. I think it's something like Matt Damon's second movie after Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's like very early in after. 1998. Hunting, it has a sure. 65 on Rotten Tomatoes. I did some research. It, yeah, it's, fuck, it's, fuck a strong, <laughs> right. it's a strong it's a strong a 65 is a pretty good score for rotten tomatoes it is yeah is it's, it? not, it's really not that bad especially for a movie like rounders yeah anything above 60 you're starting to get into this is actually well respected in the movie going community i'm actually going to type in spider-man 2 because we talked about that recently but go on oh, great great edward norton performance in rounders awesome Ph- phenomenal and I, this is why i don't think teddy kgb is a villain teddy kgb definitely takes advantage of a situation but to me movie villains are the reason why the situation happens. Spider-Man 2 has a but, 93%? How is that possible? Okay. Spider-Man 2? Yeah. It's like the one I mean, he's a Russian about. mobster, though, you know? He's well, a, he's a... I, I, but there's a difference between being a bad person and being a villain. Like, I'm not here to say Teddy KGB is a guy you should be inviting over for Thanksgiving dinner. I would but, hope not. But Worm Just bring Mike, Oreos. <laughs> I'm actually here for that. The Oreo, the Oreo move Teddy, Teddy KGB puts on an Oreo is the perfect Oreo split. It was actually yeah, it's tremendous. incredible. It's the most. I actually brought Oreos to when I played poker a couple months ago because one of my friends, like Ryan, hadn't seen uh, Rounders yet, and we made him watch it. And then we played poker later that weekend, and I brought Oreos. 
It was, but I mainly just ate them all, if we're being honest. That scene where he's talking about aggression and he splits the <laughs> Oreo, the most tense part is when he's looking at the Oreo and he splits it. That's the, that's the most suspense in the whole scene. But it's an incredible. The final, the final hand is trem- like just absolutely incredible. We're gonna it's just to, like, we're gonna have suspense to post, is great. We're going to have to post this on our Twitter so people can actually watch it. <laughs> uh, back to my point about how Teddy KGB is not a villain. Definitely a bad guy. Definitely into some never- nefarious shit. But at the same time, he just wanted to get paid the money that was owed to him. It wasn't like these guys paid the money and then Teddy KGB was like, no, 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 I'm going to need even more than that. The guys made an agreement and Teddy KGB was just trying to honor that agreement. Yeah, and, that and, then, and then when Mike gets his money and he leaves, people forget that often that he wins his money back playing with KGB before like the final like sequence and walks away and he's just chirping him into pl- playing him because yeah. he beat him earlier. Then he beat him earlier in the movie, a, right? Are you telling me if someone took a lot of money from you, you wouldn't be chirping them to get them to sit back down at the table? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't play this high stakes poker with Russian mobsters. I don't care. I'd be chirping at anyone just to get $50 back. I don't need high stakes. Yeah, that's that's definitely not. That, <laughs> that's that, that Damon's got to have stronger will than that. Just walk away, Mikey. Teddy I mean, KGB's he's a, he's a degenerate card player. Teddy KGB, again, is just seeing an opportunity and taking advantage of it. He I think, is I think nothing. I can, hold on, Fitz. I think I have an idea. Greg, I think, and I've been meaning to tell you this, you should stop sports gambling. <laughs> I, just, I just made a lot of bets on the under just, in the Yankee Mickey, by the hey, way. Hey, listen, so. just walk away, man. I'm big in the NFL future. I'm just using right now. I'm just using your logic against you. <laughs> I want to. I, well, I'm happy you're here, Fitzy. I have some NHL NFL futures. NHL or NFL? NFL, probably yeah, NHL too. I got, some futures, too, honestly, I got, some, futures, I got some futures to talk with you. Cool. Um, but first and foremost, I just I'm here to say, Teddy KGB. If you're looking at him as a villain, are you just looking at every antagonist in every movie as a villain? Yeah, basically. I'm See, very was, simple. Think, I'm very simple minded, Greg. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think that's fair. I'm trying to think of another movie that doesn't have a traditional villain that you would then call a villain. Um, Hans Gruber's definitely a top five villain. I think the best villain in movies is Darth Vader, and I don't think that's close. Ah, Heath Ledger's Joker is way Go. up there. He's definitely number two for me. Um, numero enough for for this guy. Yeah, I get it. You could make the case for for Heath Ledger Joker. It's like Darth. Did you Vader, say you have Hans too? Hans is I, I don't know. Hans is definitely top five. I don't think he's two. Greg. In in uh, he's top. Five. I don't think he's two. Yeah, I don't think he's two either. Like you've had a lot of really good villains. Speaking of Hans, another one, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards is an incredible villain. Uh, that's see now that's a villain. That's an actual villain. Like, I was gonna say I was gonna say someone like uh, in is Vince Vaughn a villain in Anchorman? No, he's not a villain. <laughs> no, but he's the he's the antagonist. So Fitzy would look at him as a villain. He's not a villain. Uh, Christopher Walton I mean, in Glorious Bastards. I don't, I don't look at comedy movies with villains in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's not a villain. It's not a real villain. Like Hoslanda, when he's torturing people and like is you know on on the side of Hitler, is a real villain. He's he's high up on that list. He's very high. Yeah, yeah he's up there. You want an Oscar for being so disturbing? Would you consider Billy Zane in Titanic a villain? Ooh. Hmm. I bl- I blacked out the Titanic for my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it twice, and so, I never watched it. I'll, I'll let you know what happens. So they take out a ship, and then it sinks when it hits an iceberg. It's not supposed to sink. Seems right. about right. On the bottom Twist. of the ship, it says it can never sink. 
what is it like three hours long three and a half like hours three long? hours and 45 <gasps> minutes and then these the, the director's cuts like five hours 15 yeah fuck that are you have ever tried to sit down and watch that. the uh, broadcast tv version of titanic with commercials it's six hours it legitimately starts at five and ends at midnight it's like a whole yankee red sox game basically it's absurd <laughs> shots fired um, there, I, I, oh, so I, that's it. That's good. The Yankees and Red Sox need to be a rivalry. It's good for the sport. Oh, wow. Look at you with the hot takes. Uh, it's not a hot take at all. That's not a hot take at all. No, Come it's on. not. It's very stale. It's really cold. That's very, that's, that's nothing. That's room temperature water right there. It's good for here's, baseball. Here's the problem. Yeah. It's not really a rivalry right now because it's very one-sided. It's, yes, uh, yeah, it's exactly one-sided. They got crushed. It wasn't even close. They were, it was the Red Sox are going to win 115 games this year. It was a pathetic performance by the Yankees in Fenway over the last couple weekends. Last one weekend, yeah. sorry. Not yeah, great. not great. No, no, not great at all. Is uh, there is there anything more exciting in sports right now than Tiger Woods in the final round of a championship? No. There's nothing more um, exciting than that. You, Premier League just well, started. What else is going on? Like we talked about. I'm by. Oh, wait. Are you just talking about in general? Like right now or yeah, just well, right like now. in general? Right like now. When, yesterday when Tiger was making his charge, was there anything else you'd rather be doing than watching the PGA Championship? Oh, no, absolutely not. It It's amazing how I can't think of anything else in sports, any sport that stops literally half the population like Tiger Woods making a charge in a major championship. I wanted to talk about this too. And why do people like Tiger so much? It's incredible that he's co- he's come from that controversy of literally sticking into everything, cheating on his wife, crashing, taking drugs, going and going crazy and joining the Navy SEALs. And then he's come back and everyone's like, yeah, Tiger! <laughs> and, Everyone and, loves a good comeback story. Everyone love loves it. a good comeback story. It's like, it's like if Michael Jordan decided to retire for two years because of a uh, dream to play baseball and not definitely a gambling-related suspension. Which killed not his at father. All. Of course and, not. And him coming back and then being the greatest basketball player in the world still. Except this time, it's it's literally been 10 years since Tiger was Tiger. And everybody just wants to be younger again. When Tiger's well, and, going and, off, and right now, he's, he's actually has, like, he's played, he, he has never played this well in a row, basically. No, yeah. Since oh eight, like this is the best but, stretch. But how did he avoid? Like, no one even talked. Everyone just makes a joke, like, "Yo, man, Tiger, he hit everything. No, everything, and that's <laughs> it. And that's literally the whole thing. That's everyone's well, like, ah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's, golf. It, there's a lot worse things he could have done. I, like, I don't. I, he's the scumbag. He's crazy. First of all, he's a lunatic. The Navy Steel stuff is out the, of control. The personal videos from his house when he's yeah. flexing and he's shirtless is ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got and some problems. problems there's, so he, much, there's so much clown shoes with Tiger Woods that everyone ignores. And that's what blows my mind. It's just that like 10 years ago, he was on pay. Like people were talking about him as the greatest athlete ever. Not even like the greatest golfer. Like they were talking like he was the best athlete in the world. And and I guess people just want to see that again because he was just so electric. Also, it, it's not it's not really giving him credit to say this, but Tiger hasn't hidden from his past, right? No, not at all. He, he's addressed it all. He's put it out there in the open. He he basically <laughs> went out and did a press conference saying, like, yeah, I fucked a lot of women yeah, while he, I was married. He confirmed it all. Well, yeah, yeah and, it, and his nudes leaked, and I can see why he did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <he's, laughs> I checked it he, out. Every I I. A lot of people's problems with athletes who do shit that is forgivable in societal societal terms. I'm not saying like beating the shit out of a girlfriend or anything like that. That is never going to be forgiven. I don't give a shit who you are that does it. But Jose Reyes. 
I haven't forgiven him. I know. And he's he's been Mets more enjoyable. Mets least less enjoyable. Mets less enjoyable. There we go. Um, Tiger came out and said, "Look, I was a terrible fucking husband. I sucked at it. It's the thing I was the worst at in my life. But by all accounts, he's still a a good dad. By all accounts, um, they have moved on as amicably as they could." He's he's owned it. Oh, okay. he, he cut her uh, a yeah, fat. Yeah, I, I cut her a fat fucking check. <laughs> if, yeah, if girl, here's, here's Amical. It's called twenty million dollars. Oh, you think it's only twenty? Yeah, that no. money. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, no, it's way more than twenty. I was being conservative. Future future Mrs. X Kaplan. If you want to cheat on me with hundreds of dudes, and then at the end of the day, cut me a fifty million dollar check, we're good. Let's go. We're am- I'm, I'm we're, in. We're amicable. I'm in. We are we are as amicable as we could possibly be. Yeah. All right. This is. I'm here for that. This has got definitely got <laughs> off the rails. I love it. Lots to talk about. Uh, speaking of good dads, <laughs> that's why LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan in my book. Best dad there is. Best PR there was. Great guy. Opens the school. Uh, president calls him out. You know, good times. Do you agree with me when I say Tim Duncan was better than Kobe Bryant? Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely, I, I don't understand. Just wanted to make sure. That's not. That's a, for, I'm a. I'm a Tim Duncan stan. Like hard. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I think I think Tim Duncan's a top five player of all time. The Tony Parker quote. Ooh, that, let's go, dude. This makes me so happy. Oh, I'm I'm, a, I'm with you on top five player. He's at number five, I think. Number six, possibly. Um, but uh, the Parker quote where he came out a couple weeks ago when he was like, do you want to know why the Spurs worked? Yeah, we had good coaches. Yeah, we had Pop. Yeah, we had the best scouting. We yeah, we had the great gym. But really, at the end of the day, it was all Timmy, man. And he I was put like, up 23 and 12 for and like a decade. When he said that, I just got super hyped and jumped in my chair a little bit. Like, Tim is the best. And all he did was go home and play World of Warcraft like a fucking nerd. He, he was great. It's, it's, it's absurd. Like, Kobe stands are literally the worst group of people on the internet like they literally are the worst group of people on the internet they 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 just like skip over tim duncan like he just wasn't there and they're like oh kobe dunked on tim duncan once i'm like what oh, the cool. fuck yeah does cool. that have to do with anything yeah, oh my tim God. duncan made every player he played with the best version of themselves they ever were exactly he didn't run out arguably a top five center of all time uh, yeah well Shaq would be on that list Shaq is above yeah. kobe for me absolutely he should be yeah, I mean, well, he's a way better player. And his peak was higher, and he won with multiple teams and, like, wasn't just a selfish scumbag. Well, he kind of was a selfish scumbag, but he wasn't as much of a selfish scumbag as Kobe. You know, I, I don't remember who said this, but I think it's the most accurate way to ever describe Shaquille O'Neal's playing career. Shaquille O'Neal is the student who knows that if he puts in the time and effort, he can be a 4.0 Dean's List valedictorian kind of student, but he's real comfortable just being 3-2. And he's going to ride the storm as long as he can, being a 3-2 student that can go to just about any college he wants to. That's how I would describe Shaq's career. If Shaq really wanted to, he could have been – The best player top, ever. Or to, at least top three, right? But yeah, instead, Shaq was, Shaq was extremely com- comfortable having an insanely high peak and then enjoying life. And I respect that. I respect that. I'm not criticizing it at all. I, well, I, listen, the man got rings. It's not like he didn't succeed. Yeah. He did it. He, he crushed. He crushed. But he could have kept crushing if he wanted to, and he just didn't want to. No, and, he's, and, that's fine. and, and you know what? He's a top five player of all time. <laughs> no, he's not top five. Well, I think no, he's, he's, he's probably top he's definitely top ten. He's definitely top ten. Oh, the people are going to be so happy I brought basketball talk to you I'm guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm a big basketball head at the end of the day. I got Jordan. Jordan would be. I, I'm. I'm not going to do the Michael Jordan versus LeBron thing, but they're like one A, one B for me. And then as and, they should. 
and and then it goes like I think Kareem, Magic, Russell. I think Russell has to be above Kareem. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Come on, that's tough. I don't know. That's tough. He was playing against like five, eight guys. Yeah, I don't like My... that. Like it, he was playing in a league where like all he had to do was beat one team. Like the eleven titles in a row is a little different. There was no offensive goaltending. Yeah, like, he, had he, had, he had he had to beat a lot of white guys. Yeah, he, and he did. Yeah, easily. and he did <laughs> really uh, easily. My my five is probably Jordan, LeBron, yep. Bird, Magic, Duncan, and then um you have to talk Kareem. You have yeah. to talk. You have to talk Wilt also. Do you? Yeah, Wilt. Oh, Wilt's a real. He's he's something special. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to list NBA players for okay. people. It's not my. It's uh, not well, my jam. We can talk about it. if you want to come at me on Twitter. I'm down to talk to this all day long. I would love to talk to, talk to NBA. Basketball. Talk, basketball Twitter's great. We need more of it. More people like basketball Twitter and hockey Twitter. I'll yeah, say that. I 100% agree. Hockey Twitter is like a lot of like very angry people who say you're dumb. Which, yeah. which <laughs> by the way, they're right about me. But yeah, they're right about me too, man. Yeah, but I just want to. I want to have a little more fun. What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, everything is wrong with that. Apparently. Yeah, you want to have fun, you idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> Why do you like some serious people only? Hit the bricks. I really don't get sports sometimes because I don't really know what they provide to my life. Like I know I host a podcast about the Rangers. And I get that. But, like, when I'm watching Rangers playoffs, I'm just miserable and sad and stressed. And they win. I get, like, that couple minutes of happiness, and then I'm worried about the next game. Yeah, you're like, fuck, they got to play in uh, yeah, I got no, to, 45 like, hours. Wow, cool, I get to lose to Ottawa and be pissed about AV for seven months. Twitter is the worst thing to happen to sports fandom in the history of sports fandom. I, I'm willing to yeah. put that out there. I have – I used to – like, I never really loved watching Met games. They never exactly gave me just – pure unbridled joy on a consistent basis in my life. But it was nice at least thinking that most people thought the same way about them that I did. And then I found out that not only do people think the same way I do about the Mets, but they couldn't be more wrong all the time. And it <laughs> me off all the time. Do you think that like Twitter is like responsible in a sense for the death of sports radio, like just as much as podcasts? No, mm. I, I think podcasts. Play, I think play a, I think a lot part. of the Twitter psychopaths come from radio calls. I think there. I, I, I we'd have to do the research, of course, collect I, the under, underlying numbers and everything. And I, uh, I think I think the Twitter psychopaths are still calling the radio station. Uh, yeah, up. I still think they're calling the fan, like right now. But I, I, haven't, listened, I haven't listened to the fan in a long time. But I, I also, that's also because the fan fucked up what they're doing in the midday. You'd be listening if it wasn't Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, and. Uh, yeah, I'm forgetting your name too. Maggie Gray. Maggie Gray. Maggie Gray. I, I, the sad I, thing is, Maggie is the one I like of those three. Yeah, yeah she's, that's pretty solid. I, I don't know. I, I, like, Francesa wise, I haven't listened to Francesa in like six, seven, eight years. Watching like, a yeah. Francesa gift once in a while is just it's just pure joy. He on Twitter last night selfied oh. himself. Yeah. Saying, ask Francesa things. I'm here to take your questions through Twitter. <laughs> oh, the, be- the best today is he did a Twitter QA during cmb are you serious yeah that's fucking baller he went he went to twitter <laughs> and i think at 12 30 he started a twitter q a and it, it went well past one o'clock that is phenomenal I he's just mike. such a dickhead i love mike i know he's a piece of shit i love him i don't even think he's that good of a radio host anymore i really i think his legacy is just the only reason he's lived on for these many years that's all you need when you have the name and the reputation you just coach i know i know he, he's he's lucky that he made his name like pre Twitter, so like it was just like oh, like listen to Mike again. Like, oh, if Mike, right? If, if Mike showed up at Twitterland, he would be that guy we retweet and be like, "Old man yells at clouds." This guy sucks. Yeah, exactly. So now we get to do it, but it's like eight, eight years later. Yeah, but, it's, it's, not, it's not as fun now. We're like, oh, it's Michael cares. 
Yeah, it's just like, God damn, he gets this all the time now. Why even jump in? Yeah, it's not even worth it. Uh, but I, I, to get back to your point there, Fitz, I think Twitter has killed, like, sports television, like yeah. Cold Pizza and, you know, those, those shows. Sports Center. I mean, Sports Center's death is because of... It's because of Twitter gifts. Like, yeah. And also the Sports Center Top 10. Oh, my God, be, I killed Sports Center. Yeah, great job, Fitz. Uh, <laughs> it, it used to be, like, the cool thing to do to, like, watch the Top 10 and talk to your friends, like, yo, did you see the number one? And now they, they only pick, like, you know, the stupid shit. It's not like... I, I think the Cubs, I, I think uh, Wilbon tweeted about this today. The Cubs walked off a grand slam in the ninth and they were like the t- number nine in the top 10 last night. Awesome. Great job. Well, it's all, it's also sports center, 55 minutes of the hour of sports center aren't even highlights. And I would just wake up. I didn't go to sports center for opinion as a kid. I went there because there's, the there's thing as internet in school and I want to see how the highlights came out. I didn't stay up for the Met game last night because I'm 12. Now, while I'm eating my bowl of Cheerios, I would like to see what the Mets did against the Braves. Is that what you sounded like when you were 12? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, if you ask my mom, I started reading the New York Times when I was two, so I was very educated. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's how I talk. Yeah. It's- no, but I, I agree with you. I agree with you on SportsCenter. Uh, like, I used to do that every day as a kid. I would wake up, like, 30 oh, minutes great. early and just watch. Summers in SportsCenter, it would be like I'd, be, I'd have my PC on in front of me. And I'd have my TV next to me, and I'd have Sports Center on for four hours while I played Diablo 2. And that was it. That was my whole Uh-oh. summer. See, for me, it was baseball tonight. I would just put on the hour long edition of baseball tonight at midnight and just eat a bowl of cereal and then make another bowl of cereal and watch the second half hour of baseball tonight. And then I'd go to sleep. Well, the live Sports great. Center would start at nine, and then it would replay over and over again until like 12. Yeah. And that would be That's it. The way that was it. That and, was great. And if you, for, if you like forgot to, yeah, if you forgot to change the channel to go to Prices Right, which was like a necessary thing to do at 11. Uh, it was like, okay, because you watched the new sports center. It was fine. Yeah. What a time. Oh, to be young. This has been everywhere, this conversation. I love it. <laughs> we've come got, to the forum. We've got, yeah, come to the forum. Uh, how long is the forum going to be for people that don't know? Uh, the shooting... doors are going to open at 7. Mm-hmm. We'll shoot the shit with you guys for an hour. We'll do like a little happy hour, get some beers and all of us. Yep. Then we'll and do, we'll do like an really it doesn't really have an end time. I assume we'll go to at least 10. Yeah, I'll say we're going to do at least an hour for sure. That's for sure. Definitely an yeah, hour. It's, it's just crazy. Oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose the over-under in this Met-Yankee game. It's going to be because of Severino's. Would not have guessed that. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of betting. All right. So we're definitely going to be uh, doing over an hour there. But let's talk about futures in the, the NFL is what you guys want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, I only have a couple of fits that I, I know that you're all over, too, I would imagine. Let's hear uh, my absolute favorite that I, if I had a million dollars, I would put a million dollars on it. Why is the Rams over only nine? Uh, that feels fine. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's really low for me. They're 10 on my site. The over is minus 125, too. I uh, this weekend I saw it was nine. It was it was going off at something ridiculous, like 160. So I'm sure they upped it finally. But the site I use, it was still at nine, and I I couldn't for the life of me figure out why it was so low. I see. I think the Rams are the fourth best team in the NFC. That's fine. They're clearly the best team in the NFC West. Yes. Oh, without a doubt, they the should Se- win the that Seahawks, division. The Seahawks will be bad. The Cardinals. That that's a six win team. Yeah. Anyone slice it. They're they're coming. I like the 49ers. I don't think they're ready yet. I think they can steal games. I don't. I don't think Garoppolo's as good as he's being made out to be. 
I think he's plenty good. I just I don't think that team as a whole is ready just yet. They're still he, missing. He, he still had pieces. like five picks and eight touchdowns in those five games, you know. So it wasn't like he was a, a lighting it up. But I, I also, I just something about the 49ers. I, I I just don't. I hate the teams that get all the hype going into the offseason. Like I just like Oakland last year. Yeah, like Oakland last year, and and who else was it? like Tennessee was getting real hyped up last year, and like. You know who's getting hyped this year that I don't understand? And I'm going to pound the under on the Chargers. No, oh, they're getting hyped too. Yeah, the Chargers. Oh, I, are really I bet. Getting hyped. I bet on them to win the AFC. <laughs> no, uh, for me the Steelers. Whoa, I think what, they're, what, they're was that? what was that? That little laugh right there. The Chargers to win the AFC. Yeah, they got great odds. I, okay, that's fine. Tom Brady's got to fall off at some point. You didn't want to just give me the fifty dollars? I could have done something with it. Okay, all right. Let's see what else you got. No, I'm, I'm, the Steelers are the team that everyone loves. I'm just like, fine, give me the under. I think it was at 10 and a half last I saw. Yeah, that's not winning. Oh, yeah. That's a 10 and a half They're not winning 11 games. You have to think the that counter is though they get to play six times against the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns. That's exactly Hey, I like it. the Browns. I like the Browns. Yeah, I don't think the Browns. Did you see Hugh Steelers. Jackson on Hard Knocks? That man's a psychopath. Dude. Yeah. Mourn your mother. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know how else to put that this. Was, it, that was one of the most unsettling scenes I've seen. Yeah, it was I, bad. And the John Dorsey walks in. He's like, "You doing all right?" And no other coach knows what John Dorsey is talking about. And Hugh Jackson's just like, "Yeah, you know, we lost it this morning. No big deal. This is his own defense, by the way." What? It's a, it's okay to be upset for a minute, dude. Yeah, your mother. Yeah. yeah, your mom died, man. You oh should my God. definitely be not doing what you're doing right now. Take a day. And then just listening to him talk to like his coordinators and stuff. Uh, it was, but the coach is like, what is he like? One in 24. What is his record? One in 31. Oh, oh my yeah, was- God. That's way worse. How is yeah. this? Uh, I don't understand how they were like, yeah, you know what? We're revamping the franchise. Let's keep the coach. It's, they're the Browns. That's all you could say. Fucking insane, dude. Carl Nassib though. That guy can give me financial advice any day of the week. That guy's going to be a Fortune 500 business owner when he retires from the NFL. I don't know who that is. I didn't yeah, I was about to say, who is that? He was the defensive end going over the return on investment life savings plan that he was given Miles Garrett and the rest of the defensive oh, line. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then in, the, in the end credit scene, he's like, you guys spend two hours a day on Instagram. That's literally a month out of your year just on Instagram. Get your <laughs> shit together. And in that moment, it was just like, oh, my God, that's me and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, now we know. Yeah, we got to get off. I got to get off Twitter. Oh, my God. Fitz, would you want to stay for the ending of our podcast? I'm inviting you. Craig, is that cool? This wasn't the ending of our podcast? We no, have an end? We're gonna go to, we usually come back and do more nonsense, but we're clearly there now. But I have a five-star question I want to get to. All right, hit us with the five-star question. We'll give uh, Fitz free content of the week where he answers the five-star <laughs> question. That's fucking dope. Uh, it's on Hank's future by Colorado NYR. How long do you think Hank has left? What happens when he leaves? Do we do, do we have the next starter in the system? Do we draft a new goalie in the future, or do we trade for the next starter? Holy shit! Relax, dude. What's That's with these questions? Question, my God. Uh, um, how many how many years does Hank have? Uh, I'll say three. Yeah. What's his con? What's his contract up? Because that's when he's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. There's no let's, way he's before then. Let's say three. Let's say right now the heir apparent is uh, Shestorkin. Igor Shestorkin. Let's see what he's got. If it's not Igor, then uh, we're going to have to figure it out. But I bet right now I think the Rangers are relying it on it being Igor. Yeah, it, Igor is number three on most prospect lists. I've seen that mean nothing. 
Uh, I'm not sure what he'll rank on your top uh, 25 under 25 there, Gregory. He's in, he's in my top seven. I can tell you that. I could have guessed that. And I uh, believe I believe I have him fifth. He's, he's one of the highest ranking goalies. Pronman has not done his ranking of the Rangers organization yet. We'll be talking about that when that does come out. But uh, I, I'm a big fan of Igor from the few highlight videos I've watched him. Seems like a great guy. Can't wait till he comes over. <laughs> That's about as far as my analysis goes. Uh, I'd say two years left for Hank. Um, and I, yeah, I pretty much concur with everything else you guys just said about Chess Yorkin. And, uh, if it's not him, maybe it'll be the kid they drafted in the second round this year. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I, I will say that I think the Rangers politely ask Hank every single year if he wants to get traded and he says no, and it never happens. That's it. Oh, he's hanging out with Zuccarello a lot. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I didn't even watch the, the summer classic. I don't know if you, I, neither I did I. They had some dope jerseys though they yeah, were really the nice stadium looked really cool too yeah that's about it uh anything else we want to talk about boys no well, that's the come to the forum well, what are you gonna wear to the forum well oh, I heard yeah, this, ask oh. Ethan that. this is a good thing so i have a giraffe costume should i wear it wow no 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 you should not. A problem okay <laughs> well, all right. we'll, 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 we'll get ahead. that out of your Watch system real fast right jesus now. christ what is your deal i was uh i don't know i'd probably do white boy casual i was a giraffe for halloween once i just that was it Okay, uh, cool, white boy casual. Okay, yeah, uh, possible put, giraffe. Put so. a put a put a podcast shirt underneath a button down. Wear some khakis. Call it a day. I'll probably put a Bushwick breakaway shirt on and then just go. That's it. Okay, uh, I think that's it. Unless unless we're trying to stunt. I mean, I'm just gonna wear my Draymond Green jersey. So. Oh, yo, the Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors are two to one favorites. Is that the correct? What is it? Probably one to more. One to two. Oh my god. The Warriors are it's getting – you have to bet two to win a dollar oh, in order to oh, – I can't wait. Oh, I can't baby. My boys, they're, they're going to repeat. They're definitely winning. Uh, I have one more question. Where does Curry end up in the, in the basketball uh, pantheon at the, when his career is over? I think he cracks that, cracks that top ten. I, kinda, I, really do. I kind of agree with you. He's fucking awesome. He's the Duncan of this era. It's great. Oh, my goodness. In terms of like as a teammate, <laughs> not as a player. As like a player. I mean, they're, one's a power forward, one's a guard. but Skywalker. They, That's the best nickname in sports, by the way. The just the I just I think Steph Curry's like great players want to play with him and he makes everyone around him better and I just think he's like Tim Duncan just like the best teammate possible. It's gonna be a real shame when Kevin Durant comes to the Knicks next offseason. Well, hey, I hope he does. He'll but definitely Steph, be a Knicks. Yeah. It won't be. It won't matter because Anthony Davis will yeah, go to the Warriors. I know Anthony Davis will be on the fucking Warriors. And I'll be screaming. <laughs> They're light years ahead, baby. I I, I, yeah. I agree with you, by the way. I think Davis ends up going to the Warriors. And I'll, I'll so do I. I absolutely <laughs> do. I, I'm, I'm ready to be like, uh, wow, the NBA is fucked. <laughs> Steph <laughs> might end up with like seven rings. That he really been, might. He really might. It, it's it's unbelievable. And I do think Durant comes to the Knicks. I've been strong on that. On him and Kyrie coming next year. I really think it's going to happen. Yeah, that seems to be one of the rumors. I, I would love it. That would be uh, awesome. Every point, uh, Everything points to them coming for right now. I mean. Well, it's like there's a lot of Nets talk, too. Yeah, I think they're just looking for a place to go together. That's yeah, really I don't, but there's there's the big rumor is Jimmy Butler and Kyrie are the two that want to play together really badly. And we know Kevin Durant loves Porzingis, like from what he said in the past. And so, you know, you never know. I would I would love if there's no better way for him to like reshape his I don't image. Think I don't think it's possible for the Knicks to get Jimmy Butler along with Kyrie and Durant, but boy, would I be on that bandwagon hard. I yeah, they wouldn't. They probably couldn't fit all three, but they could get two of the three realistically. They'll definitely try. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Come to the forum, August twenty fifth. Beer Authority tickets on sale now. Twenty X dollars of your good American money, and we appreciate all the support you give to us. And if you want, whenever uh, what are you, are you dropping a new episode soon? What's going on? 
Me? Oh, me? My podcast? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's put you on the spot. Out. I'm not, not being competitive or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the summer, and yeah. you know we're just we're just taking a little break right now. So I totally. think we're going to be chilling until the forum. Totally understandable. Just so, just want to give people an update because you know they haven't been around, and a lot of we share a lot of fans. We really do. We do. Um, we do. So uh, all right, thanks, man, for coming on. Follow uh, Fitz on uh, FitzGSN underscore at uh, Twitter.com. Correct. All right, awesome, man. Uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, boys. Always appreciate it. And if you want to follow us, go on Twitter at Bush with Break and argue with Greg all day long. Bye. All day long. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.